0: And he told me, he said, you know, Billy, I think you're too young to do this. You should probably go to college, come back, get some experience. And I said, man, please give me an opportunity. And they called me back again, and he said, you know what? We're going to give you a chance to do that this summer. But you promise me if it doesn't work out for you, you'll go to college. I made more money in those next three months than my parents did, and they were both school teachers. And I was feeling really good about myself, and I was like, I'm making more money than everybody else is. The interesting thing is the next month I made one sale. That same company asked me to move from East Texas here to Dallas and be president of that particular company. Having companies all around the country that was asking me to speak and then suddenly I was asked to be on interviews and television shows and radio shows. and. Different things like this and one thing led to another. Hey everybody, what's up, what's up, what's up? This is Billy Cox and I want to welcome you to our first episode of Break Free with Billy where we talk about business, sales, leadership, life, and most importantly, the thing that everybody wants to hear about, what's that? Money. We're going to talk about money. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about how I made my first million And I'm not sharing this with you to impress you. I'm sharing it with you to impress upon you that if I can do it, you can too. No matter where you're at in your life, no matter where you're at in your business, it comes that we're gonna have turning points. And at those turning points, we will make a decision. And those decisions are what are gonna determine our ultimate destiny. I started in sales when I was 17 years old at a very young age right out of high school. As a matter of fact, both of my parents were teachers and they wanted me to go to college. And I remember walking through college and looking at different colleges and I couldn't imagine in my mind spending the next four years um, going through that. And that was my own personal decision, but I I found a part-time job where I actually went to an interview where there was 20 people in the interview And I was late. (laughs) I was late because I was back then. We didn't have Google Maps and all this different stuff. We had to go to Mapsco, and we had to figure it out. And the interview had already started. There was 20 people inside of that room. And I remember walking up and opening the door, and the man that was doing the interview, he looked at me um, with a little angry face, and he was like, come in, boy, sit in the back of the room. And remember, I was 17 years old. Yes, sir. I went to the back of the room, and he talked about sales and he talked about the opportunity in sales. He talked about something I'd never heard of. He talked about commission sales so you could make all the money you wanted to make, as much money as you wanted to make. You could be as good as you wanted to be and go anywhere that you wanted to be. And I was like, it fired me up, man. I was like, I want, I really want to do that. And uh, as a matter of fact, just a, a quick story. After I came in, he went and locked the door and somebody else, one minute later, came after I did, and he told them no. They had to go away. And we went through this interview process after then, and we had to write down why we wanted to do this. And I was one of the last people to interview with him. And he told me, he said, you know, Billy, I think you're too young to do this. You should probably go to college, come back, get some experience. And I said, man, please give me an opportunity. I, even said, I said, actually, I'm a smooth talker. And so they did a little bit of talking. They called me back again and he said, you know what? We're going to give you a chance to do that this summer, but you promise me if it doesn't work out for you, you'll go to college. And the next three months I went out and I started doing extremely well. As a matter of fact, I made more money in those next three months than my parents did. And they were both school teachers than they did teaching school. And I was feeling really good about myself. And I was like, Folks, I'm not going to college. <laughs> I'm making more money than everybody else is. The interesting thing is the next month, I made one sale. And I made $100 on that sale. And in commission sales, it cost me about $500 to make that 100 And I started having some doubts and insecurities that I'd made the wrong decision. And I even went for an interview to a local gas station type store um, uh, to be a manager and for about $5 an hour back then. And as I was reading the want ads and I was looking through them and thinking about different jobs, I also looked at a magazine that our company had put out, that company that I was working part-time for. They had put that magazine out, and I saw all these top producers, and I started to think if I would do what they would do, I could potentially make the kind of money that they were making. And I knew the kind of money they were making. And at that point I decided I want to be in sales, that I can do it and I'm going to do it. And I really went back. And I started to get on track and I started to be, uh, you know, I started hustling. As a matter of fact, I started listening to Zig Ziglar driving down the road on automobile um, university. And I started to feed my mind with good stuff. I started to attend meetings and functions and events and trainings. And I became one of the top salespeople in the nation over a period of time. And one of the things they had promised me as I started doing well is that I could have my own office if I did a certain amount of volume. And I hit that volume level when I was at age 20. So about three years I was out hustling, making it happen as a salesperson and it was time for me to get my own office. And then they told me that they thought I was too young to have the office at that point and they, the territory that was open Two other dealers had tried it at that territory and didn't make it. So they discouraged me that the territory really wasn't that good that I would need to move to. And I was like, you guys promised me this. I've earned it and I want it. And I actually quit and turned in my sales kit and my sales equipment. Three hours later, (laughs) they called me back and they said, you know, we've talked about it. We promised you you could have it. If you've got the money and you're willing to do it and you're willing to move, you can have your own sales office in our company. And I said, I want it. As a matter of fact, I didn't have all the money it needed because it was more than I actually even thought that it was. I borrowed borrowed some from my parents and took all the money I had, and we packed up and moved and we started our own office. The interesting thing is at every level in life, you start to think maybe I've arrived. And at that point, sounds crazy, 20 years old, how could somebody think they've arrived? But I quit doing the things I had done that had made me successful. And I sort of kicked back. <laughs> and, um, and at that point, I had a, a new um, wife, I had a new child on the way. And about three months into owning my own office, I had already sold the inventory I'd bought. And I literally was behind on my rent, and I went out one morning to get in my car, and it was gone, and I was like, somebody stole my car, (laughs) so I literally, I called the police, and I was like, somebody stole my car, and they were like, are you sure somebody stole your car, and they actually, we got into a quick conversation after a few questions, they said, have you made your payments yet, and I was like, Uh you got to pay for those things. <laughs> and the interesting thing I found out my car had been, it was in, impound. It had been repossessed. That day I made another decision. It was another turning point in my life. I borrowed a friend's car. I had a ring that I'd bought when things were going well, pretty expensive ring that I went to a pawn shop and pawned. I got the money from that. And I drove over an hour and a half to a warehouse the company had and bought some inventory that day. I drove back by noon and started hustling. And by that, by that night, by about nine o'clock that night, I'd made three sales. And on those three sales, I made enough money to get my car out of hock and to pay my rent back up to date. And I made a decision at that point that I would never be broke again. And I've been through a lot of ups and downs since then. I've been through a lot of good and bad and, and, the, and the ugly, as you might say. But I've never been broke since that day. And part of my question today is, are you at a turning point in your life? If you are, I would say this. I would say make an, a clear unequivocal decision that I'm going to do it. That's it. No matter what. Period. See, most people make decisions, but they aren't really decisions because they put a comma after the decision. And a comma means, if everything turns out just right, I'm going to do it. When the new year comes around, I'm going to do it. When all of these things line up and get in place, I'm going to do it. But a true decision leaves yourself no out. It means I'm going to do whatever it takes. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to jump in here and say that this podcast is being brought to you by me, Billy Cox. Yes, I'm sponsoring my own podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, you're finding any value with it, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a like out there. And also subscribe to us because we're out there on every platform. After then, the interesting thing is only two weeks later, we had paid our rent up to date, but we still didn't have much money. And two weeks later, our company had a national event, and I'd always attended those events, and that event was actually right here in Dallas, Texas. We lived about three and a half hours away, and we had decided we were not going to that event because of financial situations. We did not have the money to stay in the hotel for the weekend and to pay to tend and to do all the things it would take to make that event, and so we weren't going to go. And the event started on Thursday, and it ended on Saturday night, basically. The interesting thing is, throughout Thursday and Friday, I was thinking about, man, we should be at that event. We're not doing anything here. We're not making things happen. And Saturday morning, I don't know what happened, but I woke up, and I made another decision. And I actually woke up my wife, Susan, and I was like, we need to go to this event in Dallas. And she's like, what are you crazy? We won't even be there till noon. We're only going to make half of the day of one of the last day of the meeting. I said, I just feel like we need to go. And we did. We packed, we got our clothes, (laughs) we got in the car, we drove three hours. We got there at lunch. We were only there for the afternoon session. But in that afternoon session, we sat in the back of the room and I remember a speaker, Going up on the stage, and he was number one. He was had made millions of dollars, (laughs) and I don't remember anything that he said. But I remember one key thing, the main thing that stood out in my mind. He said, "If you will set yourself on fire, people will gather to what you burn." And I didn't know exactly what he meant at that moment, but. Later on that evening, they had a dinner and an awards presentation for all of the top producers that were in the nation. And they gave them their their awards and they called them up on stage and they gave their recognition. And the people that were number one even got to say something when they got that award for a minute or two. And I was out of 500 people in the room, literally, we were about number 500 in production. But I remember seeing the energy and I remember seeing their conviction and their enthusiasm and I was like they're on fire and I'm not and I believe if other people are doing something if you do the same thing that other people do the same way with the same actions and the same attitude you can get the same results and so I made a decision that I was going to be on that stage the next year that we were going to set ourselves on fire and we could not afford we could not afford to stay in the hotel, so about 9.30, 10 o'clock that night, we went and got in our car, and we drove back home to East Texas, and on the way home, me and my wife, and I believe in the home team advantage, I believe today more than ever, husbands and wives are more connected, um, or significant others, they're more connected than ever in business, um, business and home life are just b- become more of one nowadays, especially when you're in business for yourself, especially when you're in sales or commission sales, when you get to determine your income and you get to also potentially even break free into another level of success and income earning. And so we started setting our goals together on some of the things we wanted to accomplish that year. And We wanted to recruit a team of people to bring back with us to the next meeting. And we also set a goal that we wanted to be the number one rookie dealer. That's a new dealer. Cause we were new dealers. Remember, we want to be the number one rookie dealer. And eventually my wife fell asleep, um, as we were driving and but, and it was late at night, but I remember driving and coming into this t- small town in East Texas, and I came over the hill in the town. The entire town was dark, except for one sign, and it was a bank sign in that town. And up on that bank sign was the words, lit up. I remember it just as vivid as yesterday, it said, success begins with can, Failure begins with can't. And I wrote that down. And I know you're not supposed to drive and write and write your goals and do all that. But anyway, um, I wrote that down. And we went back. We took the goals that we had set and we set ourselves on fire. We went to work, serious work, building our business. And interesting enough, Six months later, they had a smaller event in that company. We went to that event, but we also brought 12 people that we had recruited and we were training with us. We had 12 new salespeople that we were sharing what we had learned. That's part of leadership. It's part of getting rich. It's part of, um, is to teach as you learn things, you teach people, you share it. You start to bring people with you along the ride. and. Then six more months later was, guess what? It was that next year's national meeting, the same meeting, (laughs) the same city back here in Dallas where I had made that decision that I wanted to speak on the stage the next year. And we were the number one rookie dealer that year. We went to that meeting that next year and we brought 20 people with us to that meeting. I was also asked to speak on the stage that year as the top rookie dealer. And the first thing I said, the first thing that came out of my words, as I went up on stage, first time ever speaking in front of a big audience like this was this success begins with can failure begins with Kent. What a difference a decision can make when you make a decision to get in the game. So again, my question for you is if you're at a turning point, I challenge you make that clear unequivocal decision, no matter what, no matter where you've been, that I'm gonna do it because you can do it if you will make that clear decision. Now I've been through many uh, ups and downs and the interesting thing is um, probably Uh, The next year after that, our office was not only the the top rookie dealer, but we were the number one dealer out of every dealer across the country. And this company is a 30-year-old company, very well-established company, and we were the number one dealer. And over the next 10 years, we were either number one dealer or we were number two dealer 10 years in a row. I think more important than that is we brought a whole lot of people with us. As a matter of fact, a few years later, we attended a meeting. We had over a hundred people with us when we got number one in the world. Literally our whole group stood up and was a big part of the room and just rushed us up on stage in front of everybody. We were on fire. And that's what it takes. It takes setting yourself on fire. People will gather. People will get involved. Your customers will gather. You can be enthusiastic. The people are going to want to buy with you when they know that things are happening and actions happening and you're doing things, you're making it happen. That's what it takes. And so, um, but like I said, the most important thing is the people that we were able to bring along with us because success is about people, teamwork, results when you get a group of people working in harmony towards a common goal anything is possible you put multiple minds together and you get people that are focused on their goals and dreams and we had started some things within our organization like we started something called a dream book where we got everybody to write down their goals and the things that they have had um, wanted to achieve and they would get pictures of their goals And we just started doing it more like a little scrapbook, but it was something that we had implemented and we got everybody to start doing it. And it was like a very amazing, as people got clear about what it is they wanted, they started to achieve those things. And I started to help people get their own office like I'd gotten my own office. And so, um, over the next 10 years, not only were we number one or number two in the world, but we had as a dealer, as an office, but we also had promoted out 16 offices. We had built from an office to something the company called area directors. We moved very rapidly, faster than anyone ever had, to a division director, faster than anyone had ever done in the company history, to region director. I was the youngest regional director ever in the company history. And the um, at that point, <laughs> Uh, the company's sales had been declining along the way about 30, 40 percent. Our sales were growing at 20 percent per year for those previous five years. We continued to grow, and the company was declining a little bit at that point. And so the company asked me to, the same company, I want you to remember, <laughs> think about this. This is the same company that I was dead broke looking at the ads at 17 years old, considering going to an hourly job in a carbon monoxide trail where someone told me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, and there's a limit to what you can do. That same company, based on a decision years ago, asked me to move from East Texas here to Dallas. And that's how we wound up here today and be president of that particular company. We took the tools that we had implemented. We took the processes, we took the sanctioned systems. We have done a lot of things along the way so we could duplicate our business, so we could replicate our business. We took those processes and we implemented those company-wide within, within four years, we had made up all of the lost ground in the company, and made those sales back. Two years later, we hit record sales, the most the company ever had, and we continued those record sales for several years. As a matter of fact, um, right along the way is when I wrote this book, Get in the Game, and it had taken me eight years to write <laughs> to write this first book. But you know, I tell a lot of the stories in here. We also actually published the. The dream book. This was something that was just a scrapbook and we published the dream book and we implemented this throughout the company and we got people plugged into really getting clear about their goals and dreams and setting them together as a team and setting them together as a husband and wife and getting clear visual mental pictures of it. And it made a difference. Those are just a few of the things that we, that we implemented. But this launched into my speaking career. I mean, I literally, at that point, I'd spoke within the company plenty of times, but then I moved into more where I was speaking more, having companies all around the country that was asking me to speak. And then suddenly I was asked to be on interviews and television shows and radio shows and different things like this, and one thing led to another. So for the next few years, our company continued to sell real well, but a few years later, I got more involved in this and me and the company you know, we parted ways. The, again, it goes back to decisions and it goes back to turning points. Um, after that, and I'll try to make this part a little more brief, but that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. I had to break free. I had a turning point. I had a decision. I had to break free from where I was at, I'd been with that company for so many years of my life that I'd sort of gotten ingrained into a pattern of some type, maybe complacency there. And we can all get in this complacent zone. I see so many people living Groundhog Day over and over and over again. And so a big part of success is to break free. You got to break out of where you're at. You're going to have some breakthroughs along the way. And then you're going to, and, and then break free. You start to do less of the things that are moving you away from your goals and dreams and move, do more of the things that are moving you closer to your goals and dreams. And I can tell you that having a clear goal, having a clear vision, clarity is power. As you get clear about what it is you want, the more likely you are to achieve it. But this was something that was new for me because I'd always been with this company. And now, suddenly, it was a whole different world. I was speaking. I was training, but also I was also a business person, (laughs) an entrepreneur, so to speak, if you want to call it entrepreneur. And so um, I would say that about less than a year after that, and I won't get into the business part of that, but we also decided to start another business. And at this point in our life, we have, it's it's been over 10 years ago. We have over ten different businesses. Every and we've had businesses that haven't made it, also. (laughs) Okay, so you have to do less of what's not working and more of what is working. We have over ten businesses today that are thriving, that are functioning, that are profitable in business. You got to make a profit. You got to figure out how to let go of certain things, delete some things in your life, so you can make room for more things in your life. So you can go from good to great, but you can even go from great to the word I would call is greater. You can greater, you can be, do, have anything that you want to achieve in your life. So um, I think the biggest thing that I, that I would say, and I would you know share with you today is that you can do it no matter where you've been. That to me, <laughs> that when I was 17 years ago, it seems like it was, you know, I could say an eternity ago, but it also seems like it was just yesterday. Time flies, you're going to be, the time's going to go by anyway. And the more time that you're spending focused on the goals, the dreams, the vision that you have for yourself, for your family, for your health, for your business, for your life, the closer you're gonna to move to the goal, to those things that you have. The time that you're fendi- spending doing drain things are the things that are moving you away. So, where are you spending your time? The way I went from broke to millions, and since then, it's been many millions. That was over a billion with a B. <laughs> That was over a billion dollars in sales ago. And as we go by through these podcasts, we're going to share a lot with you on how you can make a whole lot of money, but also how you can get some of the joy and some of the satisfaction that go along with it. How you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. Today, nobody can tell me what to do. I get to do what I want to do. This is our office. We own it. I can show up when I want to show up even though I want to show up early because I believe in doing that. I believe you get up, you dress up, you show up, and you never give up, period. And so success is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. I don't believe you can have other people wake you up and say, hey, go succeed. You have to wake your own self up and take massive focused action each and every day. But if you're clear about what you want and you're determined to get it and you've And inside of you, if you have a burning desire and a passion to make it happen, there's nothing that's impossible. You will be actually unstoppable. You develop a growth mindset. You develop an unstoppable mindset and where you say, you look in the mirror and you say every day, if it is to be, it's up to me. And then you think about your goals and dreams. You visualize them. And then you get out there and you take massive action because action always equals a result. And even if it's not the results you wanted, you learn from it, you mark it off, and you take more action. Action equals results, equals success, equals confidence, equals more action. So if you've enjoyed what we've said today, we got a lot more coming. This is the beginning of the beginning. We're going to teach you. I've committed the rest of my life to helping share what I've learned with you. To helping you achieve the goals and dreams and to do it way faster than I did with way, way, way more speed, way more precision than I did. Because if I had to take all of the things I've learned over these years, and that's what I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you all of these things I've learned over the years, and I'm going to teach you how to do it with speed and precision so you don't have to make all the mistakes Because I'm going to share a lot of those mistakes with you that we made along the way also. So you won't have to make all of those mistakes. So you can go from here to here. There's going to be a lot of work. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be very possible. And you're going to bridge that gap. And you're going to do it way faster than I did. And you're going to be able to break through to new levels that you've never even imagined. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you on our next episode. God bless. Have a great day. Hey, everybody, if you found any value in this podcast or you enjoyed listening to my story, be sure to give us a follow and a like because we're on all the platforms out there.